A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, You shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, Do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, Do not swear at all. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord When God brought the children of Israel out of the land of slavery, He gave them the Ten Commandments in the wilderness for the sake of living a new life in the land of promise. The law is a gift and a guide. It's a positive portrait of what healthy life in relationship with God and neighbor looks like. It's a vision of abundant, dignified, fully human life in community. Today's section of the Sermon on the Mount deals with three of the Ten Commandments. Jesus has come not to abolish, but to fulfill the law. He is calling us to the very heart of the law. You have heard it was said, but I say to you. In the kingdom of heaven, Jesus is teaching us to go beyond conventional religious morality unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees. It is these prohibitions, you shall not, that expose the easy truces we make when we pat ourselves on the back for not committing murder, while we ruin the reputation of a co-worker through our words. We even call it stabbing someone in the back. We've heard that sticks and stones can break my bones, but names can never hurt me. But the saying is wrong. Names hurt. Names kill. In our call-out culture, children are cyberbullied to death. People take their lives because of the barrage of insults. Names kill. Jesus is right. We should listen to him. The notion that we must reconcile with anyone who has something against us before we can give our gifts to God is an urgent reminder that we cannot worship God with divided hearts. Proverbs 4.23 reminds us, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. The choice is ours. As the wisdom of Ben Sirah reminds us, God has placed before us fire and water, life and death, good and evil. Whichever we choose shall be given to us. It is the disposition of our hearts that ties these four teachings together. 
Don't let anger or lust turn your heart against your neighbor. Instead, incline your heart toward friendship and respect. Don't let callous disregard turn your hearts against your spouse. Instead, incline your heart toward kindness and responsibility. And don't bother with oaths at all. Let your word, the integrity of your heart, be strong and trustworthy. In chapter 22 of Matthew's Gospel, when he sums up the greatest commandment, Jesus says that it all comes down to love. Love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your mind and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Paul makes the same point in Romans 13. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commandments there may be, are summed up in this saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no evil to the neighbor. Hence, love is the fulfillment of the law. As I pointed out last week, Jesus isn't speaking to individuals. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is teaching his disciples. Jesus is calling us out of our old patterns of relationship and into a new kind of community. Jesus is teaching us how to be a community that is both blessed and commissioned to bless. Trivialize even the smallest item in God's law, and you will only have trivialized yourself. But take it seriously. Show the way for others, and you will find honor in the kingdom. The text takes us to hard places, which involve looking at our hearts and creating newness within. Jesus is inviting us to live inside the heart of God. Richard Rohr says that authentic love is of one piece. How you love anything is how you love everything. We cannot be one with God if we are not one with one another. A Hindu saint who was visiting the river Ganges to bathe found a group of family members on the banks shouting in anger at each other. He turned to his disciples, smiled, and asked, Why do people in anger shout at each other? His disciples thought for a while, and then one of them said, Because we lose our calm, we shout. But why should you shout when the other person is just next to you? You can just as well tell him what you have to say in a soft manner. A few disciples gave other answers, but none satisfied the master. Finally, the saint explained, When two people are angry at each other, their hearts become distant. To cover that distance, they must shout to be able to hear one another. 
The angrier they are, the stronger they will have to shout, to hear each other, to cover that great distance. What happens when two people fall in love? They don't shout at each other, but talk softly, because their hearts are very close. The distance between them is either non-existent or very small. When they love each other even more, what happens? They do not speak, only whisper. And they get even closer to each other in their love. Finally, they do not even need to whisper. They only look at each other, and that's all. That is how close two people are when they love each other. He looked at his disciples and said, So when you argue, do not let your hearts get distant. Do not say words that distance you even more from one another, or else there will come a day when the distance is so great that you will not find the path to return.